0: watched a movie last night, yeah, I've never seen this one before, yes, I swear, it's brand new, and I'm sharing it with
1: you, I watched a movie last night, and now I'm sharing it with you,
0: May 15th. 2015, with a Metacritic of 90%. Jeremy, we just watched
1: Mad Max Fury Road. We sure did. It was great. It was great. Yeah, I saw it originally in the theaters. I've seen maybe half of it somewhere between then and now, and then watched the whole thing again yesterday.
0: (laughs) So I... Had seen it never all the way through. So I had watched the whole movie, but like in probably four pieces. Uh, and for the first time this past week, actually sat down and watched the whole thing cover to cover. And it was, uh, I'll tell you what, it stood up. <laughs> it's, it's even better watching it, you know, like you're
1: supposed to. Yeah, that's a strange thing. Like you watch it when you're just going from from, for, from start to finish and you, you know, don't multitask or do other things. You just sort of actually engross yourself in the thing. It's it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it turns out, like, that's probably how you're supposed to watch movies, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if they had made them that way on purpose from the <laughs> onset. And, like, they had once made these cool, prestigious places to go watch these things, which was really great until people started doing that while doing other things at the same time. Like, you know, clashing Clans and... <laughs> Doing something with candy and sagas right. and whatnot, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I saw Avengers: Infinity War. Somebody took a phone call in the theater.
0: No, but that makes me actually angry.
1: The worst part here's the part that that will transcend you from just mere anger into a whole different state that I I don't even know what word I'd use to describe. It was opening night, so you had to want to be there. Right. right like by the way, sorry, this is like the pre whatever they call it now, the pre-opening night, the act like the opening is Thursday, but if you want, you can also sort of go Wednesday right It was that. <laughs> so I'm like, so wait, so you're like actually a super fan of this thing, but you know hang on a sec there, Thor, uh, I, I got to catch up with a friend.
0: right. You waited in line to take a
1: phone call from Ted. <laughs> like, right It
0: doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
1: anyhow. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, I'm just excited to see a movie in the theater again And if I were going to go see a movie in the theater You know what kind of movie I would want to go watch in the theater right now? What would it be? Something like Mad Max Fury Road So let's talk yeah. about it
0: Let's do it So Jerry, I think you have prepared some five questions for me to respond to As you had seen this and seen it again And this is the first
1: time I actually really watched it So take her away Alright, my first question is a movie logic question, JT What I'd like to understand is your perspective on how do resources work in this world? And I'm going to limit us to just two because, you know, it's the two that matter the most for the Mad Max universe, which are water and gasoline. Yeah. And we see throughout this movie abundant waste of both. Yep. Yet it sort of makes it seem like they are highly precious things being that there's a gas town and that the Citadel, which is the the Immortan Joe's base is actually a water aquifer. So we right. know we are limited on resources. So what do you think is going on with with resources in this world?
0: So it's actually a really great question because I found myself thinking that a lot because like there's a very early on, there's a scene where they just like have, you know, when when all of the wives get out of the truck and they're just like, basically it's like a cherry pie video. They're just like water <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, What's happening right now? Like that doesn't seem like what's supposed to happen in this world where clearly water is scarce.
1: Do you think they consulted with warrant for the movie? <laughs> you think, or, yeah. <laughs> or, or did they perhaps enlist uh, those, the, the Tawny Katane the Tawny uh, acting Katane. <laughs> coach?
0: <laughs> well, it is, it's like, it's, but it is, it's one of the first scenes and they like all climb out and they're just like, drinking water and like pouring it on the ground and i'm like you have a whole tanker worth of water i understand that you'd waste it but also it feels like a precious metal like it's a thing you're not supposed to have uh also the other thing is it's the reason it's a great question Is i also found myself thinking the whole time you guys are driving a lot and not getting any gas like that's a big tanker the the mpgs on that guy has got to be pretty low They got this tank thing behind them that's clearly filled with gas, but they're not using it ever.
1: And then eventually it explodes,
0: but they just keep driving.
1: Yeah. Well, if there's a thing in this movie, it's going to explode, but I agree with you. Not (laughs) only that, all the cars are driving a lot, right? Like when they go to chase somebody, they send all the vehicles. Like, right yeah, all so, the vehicles all the vehicles are, are go at a time and they're all think about the cars themselves they're all weighed down with more like armor and whatnot so yep. you've got to assume they're getting slow slightly less mpgs than we they, they are priuses out there you know right by the way that would be awesome like an like a a funnier die doing a take on fury road but all the cars are priuses
0: it's making me think of uh, in in Deadpool with the there's that what Doug it's just Rob Delaney's character so you see all these like crazy Mad Max cars and then just one guy driving a Prius <laughs> like I love next it. to him. <laughs> and I
1: kind of now wanted to be Rob Delaney because he'd just be so yeah. good. and you just let him talk like however he wants you don't even have to give him the <laughs> lingo of this world
0: yeah just let him do what he does no it's listen it's a good question and one that I I genuinely don't understand because. What like also food comes to mind because you need water to make food and they're in the desert, but everybody seems very well fed. So apparently it's not an issue for all the guys who are in the you know, the crazy car groups. I mean, that one guy is like one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen. They have to, like three people have to lift him. So apparently gas world's got food, water world's got food, water world horrible movie. Uh, so, yeah, good question. And the, to answer your question specifically, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on with these resources.
1: So, crazy enough, JT, you know, I geeked out on this one yesterday. I was like, if I'm talking Fury Road, a movie I've already on this podcast identified a love for, I, I want to be more prepped than usual. So, I went to one of those Wikia fandom kind of websites where, you know, the real conversations happen about stuff. Yes. First of all, lots of great backstory actually explained. So in Morton Joe, who was like the, the in charge of everything, bad guy, you know, he was actually a, a general in the army before the fall or whatever it happened. The, the guy you described that it took three of them to get him into the car. He's the mayor of, I think, uh, gas town or the other one called the bullet town. Yeah. He was the Lieutenant who was with the general. They too were the ones who took over what is now called the Citadel, which is the place with all the water. Got it. What is never, however, addressed... That rhymed way too off. That was just... I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, what was not addressed on the internet, basically, is the same question. So the, the Citadel is an aquifer, which implies that it has its own pools of water coming in. I think I would have liked one scene of like some incredibly insane rainfall... Because we know that this world has lots of storms. It's the we'll, we'll, the, the big uh, dust tornado storm thing that happens. I think if they had given us one establishing shot like that, that this whole thing refills itself like once a week, right. that might have... But, but what they're... And then what they're doing is they're becoming like they're, they're the middlemen between you know nature and all the people, which is what gives them all the power. Right. But they don't really explain it. I'm just saying the internet did not cover the topic.
0: So interesting. So the two, so I thought the two guys were brothers. Were they calling each other brother just because they're like brothers and soldiers, as opposed to like actual family? Like I was kind of thinking this was like a Monta Hugh Capulet thing where it was like, they literally were the family and they just split out. It's like one brother got this, another brother got that.
1: No. And uh, I don't want to correct your Shakespeare, but I don't know if that's right either. No,
0: it's not. I just meant family. I I didn't mean (laughs) that like the, it was, it was was poorly done. I'm not in my game right
1: now. Why didn't you just quote Toretto instead?
0: <laughs> I should have gone
1: Fast and Furious. <laughs> when in doubt, do not quote Shakespeare. Quote Fast and Furious. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So actually, I, another sort of a weird related observation. Did it strike you? This is not an official top five question. But didn't it okay. strike you that the knowing that Immortan Joe, so that's the the chief bad guy. I'll stop saying that knowing that he was around before the world went meltdown. And this, by the way, the story is basically that societies collapsed, every country went into martial law, things continued to degrade, and then there was a nuclear holocaust. So that's our whole setup for the Mad Max universe. Wow. By the way, it's really fun. If you like this movie, there's a lot of fun stuff to geek out on. So he predated all that. Don't you find that the lingo evolved or devolved pretty fast in this like this feels like multi-generational decay of English
0: yeah well there's a whole like subspecies of people that have been created so for him to have been alive like that whole like the guys that were all white and pale and had like all sorts of cancerous things happening or whatever like that doesn't look like one generation
1: removed from what was pretty normal yeah agree. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird. little it's it's my only mild hinkiness for the whole movie is that yeah. nuance that then again, like I was on a call the other day and someone made the comment about like, let me slack you my Venmo. And I was like, you know, if you lived five years ago, that phrase meant nothing to you. Right? <laughs> <That's> like <true. laughs> So things could change pretty fast. We could talk about chroming up pretty and sending us to Valhalla out faster than we all think. All right, question number two. <laughs> Not a surprise question. Pick one of the following. Place them in the movie. The list is slightly modified from previous entries, but not by much because I like this list. I'm probably only going to just keep growing from it, but I've changed the game. You only get to pick one person from this list and put them into this movie and you put them into an existing role. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. And you can choose none. None of the above is an option. Okay. Your choices. Billy Zane. Yep. Baby Dennis Quaid. Okay. Discount Johnny Depp. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Always single Nicole Kidman. <laughs> okay. Or fully Max Cage. Oh boy. With, with, yeah, which just to be clear, that is Nick Cage at his Nick Cage. And that is the only choice. You can't have a mild cage. You definitely don't get a Leaving Las Vegas Nick Cage. You're at like a Caster Troy times yeah. two Nick Cage. Fully yeah. Max Cage.
0: Okay, so uh Definitely, forget about Kidman, not interesting. Baby Quaid, no. It's going to be between, no discount Johnny Depp. Although, actually, discount Johnny Depp probably could play in this world pretty well. But I think it's more fun thinking either Zayn or Cage, and I'm definitely going to go full Cage. I'm going to go full Cage, and I think I'm going to go full Cage as the probably chief bad guy even though physically that doesn't work as well, I would have like rather like to get full cage in prosthetics to be chief bad guy would have been
1: absolutely epic. I, I accept the entry. I think that's a very, very good choice. He's too old for it, but I could also see him in the role that, uh, Oh, I don't even remember the actor's name. Nicholas. Nicholas Holt. Holt. Yeah. I could yeah. just, I could,
0: I thought that I literally that was that was where I was going first. But I was like, yeah, but like, I actually really thought Nicholas Holt was great in this, by the way. Like, I thought he played that role really, really well. And he's too old. But like, he there was no Max Cage moment for that character. Right. Like, well, there actually that's not true. There is in the beginning when he first is like going. But like, there's not enough. Right. He he uncages that like cheap bad guy got worse as the movie went on. And that's how I want my
1: Max Cage to build. Agreed. And yeah. And and I got to be honest, I think. I think Joe could have gotten crazier earlier in the movie and it'd been just fine. I'm not criticizing the performance because he was amazing, um, but yeah, I think that's a good pick. Okay, uh, back to a real question for for movie movie stuff movie movie dumb fandom film stuff. Question number three: <laughs> Is this a very 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 long chase scene? or is this a film with lots and lots of action?
0: Oh, this is a good question. So, it's definitely a long chase scene. <laughs> yeah. Either way, that's not not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a long chase scene, but I do you know, it's actually funny. There's one or two parts in this movie that I actually thought were super campy. There was like one or two shots they had. Like there's this one weird shot uh, with when Charlize Theron is like sad that she finds out the green place isn't there. They did like this really weird fall to my knees close up thing where I was like, really? I'm like, do we need that? Like, I think we know she's sad. Um, and then, so in that way, it almost makes me want to take the film word away from it because it's almost like they were trying so hard that I'm like, nah, you don't get to be that. You just be a long chase scene. Uh, but there's other stuff in this that I do think are actually really intricate and really well done. So I'm going to lean towards the film part, but it is a chase scene no matter what. <laughs> True. I, I,
1: I lean in the same direction. I think its biggest criticism, people, people don't tend to not like this movie. They tend to simply place it as, yeah, it was just one of those action movies. And I don't agree with that. I think it, I think it definitely is a notch above from, A, a storytelling perspective, the, the thing I really watched out for this time is, does it slip at all in, as a, just, is the story work? Does it make sense from, from the moment you start to the moment ends? Do you need anything explained? Like all the stuff I went reading about, like the, what the Bullet Farmer is and does and all that, you don't need to. I, I, re- I realized that entirely, other than my concern sort of on that resource question, which, I, which, which is definitely hinky to me, other than that, I think it holds up really well. And I think the characters actually do have mild, but but some amount of arc. Like there is yeah. something going on for each of them, you know?
0: Yeah, I was actually impressed storytelling-wise how they were able to make all the wives stand out on their own. Like each of them really did establish a, a through line that was kind of like singular for them, which was kind of a, a neat trick to play considering that you didn't have a lot of time specifically with, with any one of them with the exception of the the mother in the beginning. Uh, yeah, I think this, it's actually a good question. I, I do think it's, it's I'm going to be completely honest, I think 90 is really high. Like, like I was surprised to see it as a 90. Uh, it's very good. It is it is a cut above other action movies, for sure. But when I think about, like, other things that are probably a 90, do I think it's, like, that great of a film? Just turned it into the Jay Leno Fly, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, uh, I'm trying to think it's like Brundlefly, it's a Lenofly. Yeah.
0: It's an old Craig Ferguson bit, actually.
1: <laughs> Alright. Uh, this is a ranking question, JT. Love ranking questions. I know you do. Best use of a tornado in the movie. <laughs> Your choices are Mad Max Ferry Road. You have to rank these, please. Yep. You might have to write them down because we've got six on this week's list. Okay. Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. I guess I should have said tornadoes, because Fear Road has several. Yes. Uh, 2012. Okay. Day after tomorrow. Okay. Twister. Sure. The Wizard of Oz. Saw that one coming. And Sharknado.
0: Okay, so Sharknado I've never seen. So I can't I can't speak to Sharknado. Uh, but I assume it's pretty amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I gotta be honest; I've never seen it either. I kind of hoped you had seen it.
0: <laughs> so I will omit Sharknado from the list. Now, when you say rank the tornado, am I ranking them in importance of story? Am I ranking them in their visual appeal? Am I ranking them in their intensity and sort of depth? What 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 am I ranking?
1: I would like two lists, please. One is visual appeal, and the second is contribution to story. <laughs> okay. Although so, you may you may do those in either order.
0: Okay. So I'll do uh, – let's do visual appeal first. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> – I'll start from the bottom. So Wizard of Oz, it just suffers from time, unfortunately. It was pantyhose,
1: uh, by the way. It was pantyhose. They used yeah. pantyhose. Yeah, they used the nylon stockings to make – Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had no idea.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, was, I, learned. I, wasn't,
1: I was not just randomly inserting the word pantyhose into our podcast, JT.
0: <laughs> I wish people could see my face when you're like, pantyhose. I'm like, don't react weird to this. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> the eagle lands uh, at midnight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Wizard of Oz. Then I'm going to go Mad Max because I actually visually didn't think it was that interesting. It was just like a big cloud and then there was weird colors and stuff. It didn't feel like a twister to
1: me. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. It felt like a storm. It felt like a storm front. It didn't feel like a tornado. There's a one part where it clearly picks things up.
1: He drives through this like dust storm from the netherworld inside of which there are tornado after tornado after tornado.
0: Right. But it wasn't the, the visual appeal. I'm scoring low because it wasn't a tornado. Like, there, it didn't give me, like, that real tornado feel. It was, a, like, a huge storm, and then there were funnel clouds in said storm that are clearly tornadoes. But I don't know. It just wasn't as, like, impactful as,
1: like, some of the other ones, I don't think. Well, all right. Well, it's your ranking. I can't argue with it. But I think well, you can. Right. <laughs> and you kind <laughs> of are. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, – we are not speaking the same language in this particular moment. But I want to hear the rest of the rankings. So we've got, at the very bottom, 80-year-old Wizard of Oz – Right above that, just barely by a nod, where they again they've used pantyhose. Right after that, they go to the most contemporary and highest rated action movie in probably 20 years. But we'll put that we'll put that second. uh, We'll put that near the bottom. Let's keep going. Right.
0: That's my penultimate choice. Uh, then I'm gonna go day after tomorrow, then I'm gonna go No, 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 no. Then I'm gonna go Twister, then Day After, then 2012, I think.
1: Okay. Twenty twelve was beautiful. They're, they're, I mean, it's a terrible movie, but those the the twister scenes are great.
0: Horrible, but it is like those look like those are big Mac Daddy tornadoes. Like that's yeah, like yeah. A, a standout. Now, as far as order of importance to the story, uh, I think it would probably be again. Don't know Sharknado, but I think it would probably be Mad Max. Day after. Uh, 2012 no i don't know this one's hard i think it's probably like mad max wizard of oz day after 2012 twister
1: i think that's fair i'm not sure because wizard Wizard of oz to me is either the bottom or the top because it's the sort of the central conceit of the plot plot line but at the same time it's not like it is without it there is no story but then again with twister you got sort of the same deal that's true, know.
0: but I feel like I feel like the tornado plays a role in Twister the whole time. It only for Wizard of Oz. It only is relevant for two scenes, like open close.
1: Right, because right, in, in Twister it comes and then it comes back for revenge a couple of times. Because it's not done. <laughs> it's like Chaz, right? It's clearly the same <laughs> tornado. Yes, a, they needed a bigger boat. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right let's uh can i again just sort of deviating from the list for a sec but just something i want i did want to talk about about this this well sort of related to the movie jt sure have you noticed that tom hardy who i really enjoy watching on screen and when i enjoy watching him i enjoy hearing him on screen have you noticed he has this weird preponderance to take these roles where he's just talking like a big hot mess So
0: yes, first of all, love Tom Hardy. Second of all, I actually, the first time he opened his mouth in this and like talked, I literally thought to myself, so does he just always make a character choice to be weird sounding? Or does he get cast because he's the weird sounding actor?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like uh, do you watch *Pinky Blinders? I do. Right, even there where he's great, his take on the Hasidic uh, accent, he goes deep with it. He's not like, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be like light chasset. I'm going full chasset. And it's, yeah. yeah. Like I say is just, never go full
0: <laughs> If I could pick a line, I knew I wouldn't hear today. That's towards the top of the list. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He just has like this mar- mouthful of marbles thing. Always. There's always, always something going on. And it's just like, I think it's because he can do it. Right. But, but it is, it's a very interesting question, right? Like, is it a choice he makes every time to just do something strange, or do they hire him because they want this person to sound weird?
1: I don't know. I don't know either. He apparently there are fifty-two spoken lines in this movie for uh, for Max Roton, Rotontowski, Rotontowski? Rocka, uh, yeah. Rakatensky, rock, rock. I think I'm Rocking confusing. Fans. I think I'm confusing him with the uh, actress from that Robin Thicke video. <laughs>
0: Emily Rocky Tatkowski.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get that cleared up by uh, by the time we're done with this. Okay, last question, JT. I'm gonna need a little. I might need a little extra time getting through this one. Okay, okay. but much like you know, when I thought back to last week's episode about Django and Chain, one of my favorite parts, JT, whether or not it was one of yours is sort of moot right now. We'll find out <laughs> soon. But one of mine was the can JT pick the real Django movies out of the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this time i couldn't help but notice while i was again reading about the movie the craziness of the character names okay so jt i have prepared a list of i it's hard to count i think it's 15 real characters and some fake ones and you have to pick out the real ones
0: Okay.
1: Okay, and just because it's such a long list... Well, I'll I'll just keep track of my own here. I'll I'll give you your final score at the end. Okay, so I will read you names, and you will tell me that is a character, or Jeremy, you just made that up to be funny. Okay. Are you ready, sir? I I think so. Do you know any of the characters' names in this movie? Not really. Right. (laughs) In fact, it wasn't until I went reading that I realized his name wasn't Immortal Joe, but Immortan Joe. So that's just... That's just your first hint at where we go from here. <clears throat> Rictus erectus. <laughs> I'm going to say real. Correct. That was the name oh. of the son. That was the son of a morning joke. Oh, Rictus. Yeah.
0: Rictus. Yeah. Okay. That was a yeah, big yeah, guy. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> Toast the knowing. Uh,
0: that was, that's real. That was, um. Uh, what what's her name? Why can't I think? It's uh, little Kravitz. That was little Kravitz, that's
1: right. right? That's that's little yeah. Kravitz. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know the knowing part. I knew her name was Toast, though. Her full name was Toast the Knowing. Okay. You're going two for two. Doing great, JT. Kaiser Wilhelmina. Ah, uh, fake. Correct. Dag. Sounds like it should be real. Real. Correct. The splendid Angerad. I'm gonna say real just because angerad doesn't feel like something you would have made up correct man you're doing great I'm trying to stay poker face through all of these which is also sort of difficult <laughs> yeah. maybe I put them in the wrong order That's. I, I didn't think you get 6 for 6 to get this going here oh no 5 for 5 alright Brainius Pink
0: oh it's gotta be fake fake Pinky and the yeah <laughs>
1: Cheeto the fragile.
0: Let's God, please be fake.
1: Real. Uh, Aurora Truver. Real. Fake. Okay, well done. Capable. Capable? Capable. Real. Correct. Boutros, Boutros, Galli. <laughs>
0: I want this one to be real,
1: uh, real. <laughs> no, Boutros Boutros Galley was a previous uh, head of the UN. Uh,
0: that's such a good name, <laughs> it's a real name, a that's real a name. great name.
1: Uh, the Doof Warrior, real, correct. He's the guy who plays the guitar. Oh, really? Yeah, he's creepy looking. Fragilicious, fake, fake is correct. Keeper of the seeds.
0: Oh, so this is okay. I'm gonna say fake. It's a real character, but the fake name. Uh, no, it's real. Real character. Oh, because I can, I know who the. I know who she is. That just feels felt too that on was the correct. nose, considering what all these other people
1: are called. <laughs> yeah. The flank. Fake. Correct. And the bullet farmer. Real. Correct. You got one. I know, you got that one right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Twelve correct. You only missed. Wow, you only missed three. That's pretty good. Well done.
0: That's really well good. Done. That was a good list. I love the one name that I, that one is great. What's the, what's the real name?
1: Boutros, Boutros Gali. That's so good. That's such a I good think name. there was a Seinfeld episode where they referenced him by name too. Uh, I figured so, yeah. it was a little uh, before. Do you know Kofi Annan? Is that name familiar?
0: Yeah, I know that name.
1: Okay, um, I wasn't sure where your are UN sec- was it Secretary General? Is that the title when you're the chop? Yeah, I think it's Secretary General.
0: I trust you implicitly on this. I have no idea.
1: All I know is in the Mad Max world, there is no UN. We'll say that. We'll we'll <laughs> leave it at that for darn sure.
0: There most certainly is not. Uh, great questions, as always, buddy. That was fun. Uh, I love the picking stuff. Uh, overall, what's your take on this movie? Like, like not one to ten. Is it a nine? Well, like, where do you have this?
1: Uh, I actually, I, I have this as nine edging into a 10. It, this this wow. for, well, you think about action movies, right? And so in the 90s, action movies were basically defined by Die Hard and T2, right? Mm-hmm. Like they set the mold for what action movies would be. And then every movie afterward was one of them in a thing, right? Like Speed is Die Hard on a bus. and. Speed two is speed one or die hard on a cruise ship or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they have a lot of those right under siege, under siege Two, A lot of, a lot of good stuff in the two thousands. It's I'd say the matrix reset the mold. Uh, die hard three probably changed things up a little bit too. I think this, this helped make movies like John wick and others much more possible where you know what? What what's so great about this movie is there's no explanation, there's no backstory. You do not need it. I enjoyed reading about things, and I realized everything I read didn't I didn't need to know. It was right. So so to be able to make a story like this work, and you didn't have to see the other movies in the series for this to make sense. The the use of those like quick flash, uh, not the flashbacks where Mad Max has these like terrible visions of of other people, which yeah. was his family like so well done um if anything you know you could have had some more dialogue if you needed to but you didn't you, like I, I don't I I don't see how people have problems with movie I could see people like be like yeah it was a fine action movie and, and ending it there but as far as getting a story across and doing something different it's also very different like there's no other Hollywood action movie in the past decade there's like Fast and Furious, they're fun, but to formula, right? This is right. this is this is the Sean of the Dead to zombie movies, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, so right, that's a good I might, I might, I don't know. I might have a little bit too much too much affection for the movie. I mean, it's definitely not in the nostalgia banks because it's new. Right. It could be this delicious Threes Brewing beer I'm having right now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is brought to you this week by Threes Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. I'm just kidding. I am having a beer, but they didn't pay for this. <laughs> for these beering likes what we're doing. I like your beer.
0: Uh, I think that's a great assessment. I think I'd probably have this somewhere in the eight world. Um, what I will say, and I think you you brought it up and said it really well, like the intensity that they create quickly, like the fact that it comes in hot and the fact that it it stays hot the whole time, I think did set the stage for stuff like wick where it's just like, don't worry about it. Start start fast, end fast. But, you know, it was, it was thoughtful. I do think there's a couple moments in it that felt out of place to me where they felt like they were trying to, like, almost land the story a little too hard, where I was like, don't all of a sudden make this a feel-good movie. Like, just, mm. just be intense, because that intensity is really original and different. But then they did a couple, like they said, that one cutaway scene, him disappearing in the crowd in the end, it's like, all right, I like the choices you made, but I also feel like you probably just could have been
1: really ruthless with it and I would have liked it even more. That's the only thing I think they missed on. I like when you said the scene right after they realized the green place isn't a green... I mean, it's a place. It's now a blue... <laughs> it's now a blue oozy kind of place. And uh, the that scene's probably a little too long. I think the ending... I I agree there's no way he does not go run this place like right this world is so awful like you run things when you get the chance
0: yeah it's just like like for him to just fade into the background I was like after all and like I'm glad they didn't make it like a love story or whatever but like just the fact that he's just like now gonna saunter off and what go be desolate somewhere else like no way dude like you just got access to water and food like, right.
1: you stay. <laughs> hey, you can stay antisocial. You can just be a driver. You don't have to go run the darn place, but reap right. the rewards, man.
0: Yeah, like, is clearly going to run the show, but, like, you want to be around the show. You're not just going to be like, oh, I guess I'll go back into the
1: wasteland again. Like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> let, me, let me go see what those crow hunters are up to. <laughs> yeah. They look cool. Yeah.
0: You know all those people that I just really, really pissed off forever? Let's see what
1: they're up to today.
0: Like, that just didn't yeah. make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. But I keep. By the way, I, I'm pretty confident. We've been talking about it a couple of times. I'm pretty darn sure John Wick came out before this. Like, pretty yeah, confident. Probably. Um, probably. I do think though it is just a different take on how you do an action movie. And there's lots of great stuff to watch on how Miller framed it. You know, keeping the action, keeping all the action at the at where your eyes will naturally focus was a huge part of how they how they did it. Um, it's it's an interesting contrast to me to Les Mis of all movies. Yes, I'm going there. I'm going Whoa. to compare. Mad Max Fury Road to Les Miserables for just a moment. please. Do. And Les Miserables, the other thing they try to do is the extreme close-up effect where you've got Anne Hathaway or uh, Russell Crowe, or whatever, right in the front of the camera. There, I think they don't pull it off. Here, I think they do. And I think that would actually be for like a real filmmaker person to do some commentary, like what's different. But here, it really worked. Here, I liked those big, like Morton Joe's big face all over the screen. It was like, it carried so much emotion, you know? Yeah, it really did. It really did.
0: Yeah, it was... Um, He was really good. Uh, Hughie Keys Burn was, like, really, really, really good in this. Like, he was a very convincing bad guy. He was terrible. Um, yeah, like, he was brutal. He was just a brutal, brutal dude. Uh, no, I'm really glad I watched it all the way through. Uh, as it turns out, that's how you should watch movies, like I said. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. Uh, again, this is highly rewatchable. This is a highly, highly rewatchable movie.
1: That would have been a fun category comparing this to like a- other action movies of the past 10 years most rewatchable. Cuz it's definitely going to be on that list. Yeah, we
0: should probably do that cuz that is interesting and I would I, I would have a hard time imagining that this one's not going to crack the top 5. Love it. All right. That's it folks. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.
1: Now the time has come for leaving. Then now we shall return. We were so glad we could make it but so sad we got to run. Well it might be a long time till we raise another glass You can rest assured that next time we'll have ourselves a laugh